sector and where we're going is, is, is getting clearer by the day. I don't think we've seen the full picture, but I think we've been able to establish that there is something that God is doing with our generation. I think that little thing there is undeniable. The reason why he has brought us together as a collective is because he wants to do something that hasn't been seen before. So I want you to look at your leaders. These are people to be proud of. These are people to follow wholeheartedly. And no matter how, no matter how excellent or um, great they look, it is because of, uh, because of you. So I think it's once again to just say a huge thank you to the whole nation, um, to the Connect family, Capital family, but this extends beyond. Because also, um, my, my, my heart is overjoyed. I don't think it's necessarily because of 11-11, but I think the giving also fitted what it needed to be for this kind of season as well. You know, so it's been a it's been an amazing week. It's been a very busy one. So I do apologize. I I think I was making promises to people who will speak on this day, da, 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 but the days had just been so so busy. Um, I said to myself, I'm going to try and come on for 6 p.m. so that I can speak to everybody collectively. I had to, I was still sleeping upstairs. I just had to move it to 6:30. I was just like, Lloydy, move this thing to 6:30. I'm tired. So I think after tomorrow after the word tomorrow and also after um, after the service tomorrow, we'll all have what we'll call a nice six hours rest and get ready for Monday because nothing is going to happen. You people have to go to work. We've got giving soon. Such, as a, such an amazing week. It was, Pastor Jade Edwards, it was. It was an amazing week. So I think what you have the word or how you remember the word is through the definition divergent. So give me the definition, um, and then I will just highlight what really stuck out to me because there was also an, a major major announcement. Go for it. Moving or extending in different directions yeah. from a common point. He said, so it's moving or di um, extending from a diff from different directions, but from a common point. Read it one more time. Moving mm. or extending in different directions. In different directions. From a common point. From a common point. So one of the things that PT was saying was that the children of Israel were divergent because they were put in a position where they were constantly moving. God had orchestrated their movement. And I needed to make sure I come back to this scripture because... I believe that wherever we are today and wherever we will be in the next coming days or next coming years will be because God is orchestrating this movement. And one of the things that divergence do is that they just keep moving. So as we continue in this, this week, I think it's a reflective week for me. Moving or extending in different directions from a common point. So the aim is to keep moving. You know, if you keep moving, if we keep moving, and I think every family has that story, every person, every individual has that story, you know, there has, sometimes there's been times where it's almost like nothing is working, but somehow, someway, you've just kept moving. That's, that's the story of the nation family. That's why I call us gladiators in the arena because one of the things that God has set us up to do, that's why things do not work the way it works for others in your own life. God has destined for you to continue moving. So when we now came all from the same kind of hard places, it is simply because God had a plan to keep us moving. And one of the things that has been our engine has been the word. So if I were you, my attitude throughout the remaining of November and the remainder of the year is move. I will move. And if you're not willing to move, you will get moved. Do you understand? Nothing should be able to stop you. Nothing can stop you. You are unstoppable. 
And I want to say this to someone tonight because, you see, what happens to people over a while is you get caught up in the euphoria of celebration. And while we must celebrate and while I appreciate excitement because excitement shows that there is life in you. Enthusiasm shows that there is life in you. So I appreciate enthusiasm. I appreciate excitement. But I also appreciate endurance. So in order for your excitement to endure, your enthusiasm to endure, one of the things you have to recognize, even if there is no evidence of it, is that you're moving even when it doesn't look like it. As long as the word is consistently firing, and I touched on this the other day, it is rewiring something. It is reprogramming something. And sometimes, even in the midst of stillness, there is movement. Even when it looks like you're just sitting down and you're doing nothing, that in itself is movement. Sometimes you're in your patient season and God actually made time for the children of Israel. He actually, and I said this maybe Tuesday, he actually put a cloud over them to dictate when they move and when they sit. So there are times in your life when you are still, when there is nothing going on around you, but it is still included in the movement. Because God orchestrates times when you are still. He orchestrates time when nobody moves, when the temple must, when the tabernacle must remain still and the cloud is resting over the children. And I, and I think that is an amazing or an important point to bring across to you tonight because without those points, you will feel like, well, I've got to continue moving. My business has got to continue doing well. And that's very, very true. But for some of us, there are appointed seasons where we sat down and I, I cannot allow, I cannot lie to you. I think those seasons come for me every six months. There are, just, or even less than that, to be honest. There are just weeks or periods where I'm just taught to sit still. And that stillness is still regarded as movement. So if I were you, I wouldn't be looking for the next business to do or the next money to make. I would actually be, be looking for the next word that will propel me into, into the next destination that God has for me. So it says divergence of people moving or extending to different, in different like locations from a common point. My emphasis will be moving. My other emphasis from the word that PT preached would be difference. PT was very clear and he's been clear over the last few weeks that we should own our difference. So when I start saying joking things like nerd culture or, or whatever I say, own your difference. I think you need to understand that there are certain things that make you special. Don't submit or don't substitute what makes you special because everybody does what is common. Let me say that again. Don't submit or substitute what is special because you see everybody doing something in common. There is a difference about you that makes you special. Of course, it must, you fit into what God is doing. You fit into the family. And as you fit, your difference is expressed more. I love, I love seeing difference. I love seeing people who have owned their difference they don't feel out of place because God has wired them in a different way the way he has wired you the way he has made you is for a specific purpose and you know I feel like the issue that we will have most times is that we fail to believe that we are wired a specific way for a specific thing because sometimes what is what PT said and remember this sometimes being different Pays later. Remember that. It's so funny because, you know, one of the things that I always do when I look around the room is I will say to myself, what is the use of this person? What is the use of that person? And sometimes in my younger days and immature days as a pastor, you're trying to fit people into what they are not wired for. Then I learned, give it time. Their, their wiring will fit them into what God created them for. Do you understand? 
So don't be in a rush. There is a difference about you that you must own and you must even build upon. So if I were you tonight, and this is so simple, but this is how greatness is, is I don't want to say is created. I want to say this is how greatness endures through seasons. If I were you, I would note my differences. I will note the things I feel I'm different from others in. So I understood that I am peculiarly good with people. It's my difference. I may not be the smartest businessman, but I am good with people. Build upon that. Build upon it because it's your difference. Some of you notice that there are certain kinds of people that are attracted to you. It, is, it means that God has put a difference in your custody. Listen to that again. It means that God has placed a difference in your custody. When something is in your custody, you are the legal owner of that thing. So that difference belongs to God, but he has made you the legal owner. Have you ever seen family go to, go to court for the custody of a child? Yes, it came from both. It came from both the, mom, the dad's seed and the mom's push created that seed or created that child. But sometimes when there are certain things that need to be achieved in the life of the child, or there's sometimes when the parents have gone estranged, then there is something called a custody battle. Now take it away from the negative and bring it into the positive. Because God is in heaven, God operates and functions from heaven. He has given the earth to the children of men. So what he has done is he has placed a difference in you and put you in charge of that difference to own it, knowing that it may not pay straight away, but it will pay later. You have to believe those things. So when I hear the word that we've heard over the last couple of days, over the last week, since the word conference till now, I know that God is setting us up for a peculiar 2022 and imagine, 2021 has been so good to us. You know, I was actually thinking about something. You know, and I need you to understand this. I'm not saying this. I'm not just saying this because I want to say it. I'm saying this out of, I'm saying this out of, how do I say this? I, I'm saying this out of experience and word. You see, whatever you think you're struggling with right now, what the word tends to do is that it tends to move you into a new realm of finances, relationships, um, projects, faith projects. And the struggles that you're struggling with now, tomorrow will seem as if they never existed. It is through preaching that I remind myself of my mother's couch. It is when I need to preach what the word has done. It is when I remind myself of the, my mother's couch. So I don't care what season you're currently in in your life. You see, God has placed a word. And I have to say it this way because... It is only the word that transits us from A to B. If you've been in the Connect family or the Capital family for a while, you would know that I would always say to you that the only thing responsible for our transition is the word. And I've not said it alone. I've proven over time. I can talk to you this evening about people we have fed the prosperity we have experienced, the nations we have been exposed to because of the word. So I want to, if I give you any reminder, and especially because I said that day about PT, that 11-11, you cannot separate PT from the word. Remember, you got to think about what it's like for me. 
this is my 11th year in the nation. The first year I came, PT was just leaving his 20s. I need you to think about that. He was just ent entering into his 30s. So PT was in the position I am in now. He had rented out a hotel, Hilton Piccadilly, I think it was. And he was launching his book called Rebuilding the Broken Walls. What I've seen over the last 11 years is how the word has been able to continually provide movement. When we're stuck in hard places, I've discovered that all we need at that time to keep us going, to keep us moving, is the word. It is the only thing that is more powerful than the currency that the world uses. Think about it very carefully. Look at how we have bonded together and we have created multi-million pound businesses out of no resources. We didn't have an investor that came in from somewhere and gave us money. We had nobody that would, would actually would actually fund what we wanted to do for young people. We spoke to counselors and politicians and, and people that we were, for, were people of influence in this city and they could not help us. But what a word did is that a word bonded us together. It brought us under one vision. And through that vision, we were able to see life change and life transform. Some of you are, are in positions and of influence that would have never happened before. I was talking to one of your sisters, and um, again, I will just keep mentioning the college, but don't worry, one day I would actually sit down and present it to you. And she was telling me that um, one of the gentlemen she's met wants to help out with the college. You're now in a position of influence simply because you have a family. And this family have been contracted into an agreement by the word. So all I have, if I leave you with any instruction today, I need you to find the scripture with me. Bearing with one another in love. If we're going to move to the next level, need you to hear me tonight. Because I'm not going to talk about love. I'm not going to just speak about love. I've got about 15 more minutes. So I want to just give you an instruction and I'll be out of your way. And I titled this storm before the calm. I know we usually say calm before the storm. But I titled it storm before the calm because when I saw Jesus in the, in the boat with the disciples, in order for there to be calm, there had to be a word. So we're not out of the storm yet. We're not out of the storm yet, but we're going to keep wording our way out of the storm. You know, there are so many things that we need to do. So when PT announced the, the, the loan systems to create businesses, first of all, for the families, and it's going to be what we call leadership-backed loans. So you, if you know you're fighting your leader, but you've got a business idea, uh, well, good luck to you. Because me, I'll just, they said, the first person, they said, oh, so-and-so has submitted their, their loan request. I'll just look at the paper. I'll look at, who is this? They'll say, oh, it's so-and-so. I'll just say, denied. It's not credit score. It's your leadership score now. Mm. I love it. You see people start, so can, can I wash your plate? Can I, can I? That's not what it's about. What I'm talking about is transparency and clarity with your leaders but we'll get into that another day have you found it for me go for it Ephesians 4 sir uh -huh. as a prisoner for the Lord yeah. I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received did you understand now why I have to start with custody Paul starts this scripture by saying as a prisoner for the Lord I told you not to play the keys you played the keys so we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna do the word it's too late as a prisoner for the Lord, then I urge you to leave. So when I talk about prisoner, you know what I actually exchange that word with? As a person committed to, to the Lord. 
or committed for the Lord, then I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling, the difference. What makes you different is the fact that you are called. Some of you are called to the Connect family. You're called to hear P. Sam's voice. You're called. Sometimes you can fight peace, and but it, it doesn't matter. You know that that's your pastor. You, do you understand that? Your cord, he said, I urge you to live a life, a, a life worthy of the calling you have received. You've been called to the post family. You're called. You've been called to the power-based family. You're called to those families. Your first difference is the fact that you're called. Some people have been fighting that code. Like I've, I've got a young lady that's finally getting it. She says, sir, you know what? It took me five years to get that. I only hear your voice. And, and that's not a proud statement. It is so that you can enter into what you were called for. Because if you're going to enter into what you were called for, it's because there is the code voice over your life that is speaking. So he says, I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. And... Be completely humble and uh, gentle. He said, be completely humble and gentle. Now, the first step of humility is not the one that they taught us in poverty school. You know, churches have become poverty schools. Places that teach you that you can, see, uh, you can synchronize humility with lack of resources. It is not true. It is not true that lack of resources and humility go together. It's, it, to be humble means, first of all, that the word is my priority. The word is what I actually hear. So, you know, one of the things that PT taught us to write at a young age, and I might actually bring it back for you to write it tonight, is... The word is the final authority over my life. That's a man who is humble. So he first of all says, be completely. Meaning when you hear the word of God, it is the final authority. You see, myself and um, Pastor Lennox can argue. But the minute, the minute my leader comes in and then shares the word with us, it almost then ends all argument. It doesn't matter how I feel separately. I am completely humble because when the word comes, I submit to it. One of the things that cause lack of success or lack of greatness is lack of submission. I'm not asking you to submit to leaders. I'm asking you to submit to the word that is given through leaders. So he says, be completely humble and gentle. Go on. Be patient. Did you hear the word that says patient? There was a new word we came up with. Patient aggression. Being patient. Knowing that the word is responsible for our movement. And in this season of rest. It is not me saying that be lazy. I'm saying I'm working what I'm working. Knowing that God is responsible for the increase and the financial movement I will experience. I'm patient. I will, I will know when to attack certain things aggressively. Because of the word, some of you will know when to put in the sickle and receive the harvest of your businesses. You will know. Some of you will know when it is time to, to just focus more with your leader and do whatever they're doing. Some of you will know. Because you are patient. But this is where I wanted to go tonight. What did he say? Be patient doing what? Bearing with one another I in love. love. He says, bearing with one another. Can you get the definition of bearing for me? Because in order to build a formidable family, there have to be people who shoulder the burden. You have to shoulder the burden of differences. Are you hearing me tonight? Are you listening to me tonight? Can I see about 20 yes sirs? Just, are you listening to me tonight? Because this is where I start losing people. This is where I start losing people. Bearing or shouldering the burden of differences. Thank you. 
You see, the first thing that can cause offense and disunity is the fact that people are different. Remember that the greatest way to create wealth and make it common is to bring differences together. I have to understand that I am different from Lloydie. The way I see things is different from the way she sees things. Obviously, the way I see things will win, though, because I'm the leader. Come on. Before she thinks that she will use it upstairs on me. See, sir, the way we see things are different, so I have to just put that disclaimer there. Did you find the definition for me? Mm. The situation of an object uh -huh. with respect of another object. Bearing, right? Yes, Go on again. The situation of an object uh -huh. with respect to another object. Do you see that? So he says the situation of an object in, in terms of another object. So you read it one more time, but then you look at the offered opportunity of bear, to bear. So you got carrying the weight of supporting. He said, he said, carry, carry the weight of. So when you look at your leader, the first thing you're supposed to actually do is to carry the weight of. I feel sorry for you. Some people will break back, you know. Support. To endure. These are the definitions, but go and read it again. Uh -huh. To support, uh -huh. to sustain, to bear away. I weight. love that. It says sustain one another in love. Your sustenance, the, what makes us sustainable over the years or time and length is bearing, sustaining, or is actually having patience, carrying the weight of one another. In love. Imagine, remember this scripture, and, I'm, and maybe we'll deal with it over the next few weeks. But remember that the king made silver as common as stones. It was his, it was his ability to bring different people together and, and enable them to bear. To bear with one another. I think that's the first, if I'm going to do a school and, and a class for leadership, the first thing I would actually settle on, or I would want them to settle on is bear with one another. Your prosperity is in your ability to carry the weight. Look at your leaders. If you go through, let me start with PT, then I will come to myself. And I submit my case before you. There is no weight that PT didn't carry. Remember, some of the weights he carried was not his own. It was the weight of a community. Then if you want to look at how great men became, it was because they carried the the burden of others. When people lost family members, we decided to carry the weight of that family financially because it says bear with one another in love. You know why? You're going to need each other. The prosperity of a peace um, is dependent on, on, the, on the support of a pastor trendy. It is dependent on the support. And, you know, if I teach the brothers anything, it is, you know, you say finance, right? Finance is a big, bigger game than your business acumen. Crypto will not prosper us un, unless God deems it so. But you see, when nothing is prospering you, the family will. When you have your season in which you may be feeble, it is the family that will bear and carry the weight of one another. Can I be as simple as I need to be tonight? When you couldn't afford your rent sometimes, 
It was the family that bore that weight. When you wanted to start your business, it was the family that bore that weight. But then, you know what happens to people over time? If somebody treats them in a certain way or speaks to them in a certain manner or forgets certain things about them or they feel unsupported, then guess what? They stop bearing. They stop carrying the weight. Remember, this thing started with be completely humble. And I define humility to you tonight. Remember bringing the final authority of the... It is allowing the word to be the final authority. So it is not peace I'm speaking tonight. It is the word speaking to bear. Bearing with one another. And you know what God did to fast track your prosperity is that he created family houses. Because that's where you will really learn to bear with one another. <laughs> because before you, even, before you even bear with somebody that's a, that you can go to the same church and then you go home, you're already bearing with your sister or your brother because you now realize that they've got terrible snoring habits. And they can't even lie that they don't snow because you sleep right next to them. You know, oh my days, you don't understand the wisdom of God, you know. God wanted to fast track you. He wanted to accelerate you. So he put you in a place where you have to bear with the, the constant deficiencies and, 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 and flaws of humans. You know, you know the secret of prosperity is the ability to anticipate that humans make, make errors. No, you don't just understand what I just said to you. The secret of prosperity is to anticipate that humans make errors. And because of those errors, you are able, you're not the one to judge them for an error. Well, the word needs to correct, it will correct but you're not the one to judge them for that error. You bear. You carry the weight of when we made, when we were younger, when we were less mature, we, we made certain mistakes and everybody carried the weight. You carried the weight of a Sam that was immature at a time. And how did you carry it? Your love superseded his immaturity. I won't use anyone else. I will use myself because it, you had to you had to love him more than you 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 judged his imperfections. Bearing with one another in love. This is how you keep wealth common among you. This is how you create the common wealth of that nation. So you will notice those that struggle to. To, to break down resistances are those who struggle to accept the differences and the imperfection and flaws of others. Are imperfections supposed to be condoned? I don't know. And honestly, I don't care. But the truth of the matter is, it, it says here in scriptures, bearing with one another in love. Do you want to read another translation for me? Go for it. Three more definitions. Uh -huh. Okay, go for it. To suffer without resentment. Look at this. It says that to bear, remember this is scripture speaking, not peace. Em. It says to suffer. You can sometimes suffer the decisions of others. You know, I think what we were able to do with our communities is, is just learn to carry the weight of. But we're not finished. We're not finished carrying the weight. In fact, we're about to carry an even bigger weight. Some of you thought your life was all planned out. You thought you were going to climb the professional ladder, then you met your leader. And all of a sudden, you decided to position yourself to carry the weight off. In love. Knowing that these leaders are still transitioning and evolving in front of your eyes. You still carried the weight off. So it says bear. Bearing with one another in love. So it says to suffer without resentment. So you can't resent because... Oh my days, I love this. Sorry. 
You know, because most times what suffering does, you feel like you got the wrong end of the stick. Most times you feel like you're the one that's not the, the one that's getting what should you should get out, even though you've put a lot in. Let me tell you, it says to suffer without resentment, meaning bearing, because it's only a matter of time before your love, the expression of your love overflows into what God has allocated as your wealth. But before then, there has to be a suffering without resentment. You know, resentment asks the question of why me? Why me? Why do I do all of this? And then everybody turns to me in a certain way. It is, that's what resentment does. But it says bear. Go for it. To suffer without resentment mm -hmm. or interference to prevent. Or interference to prevent. Don't prevent love. And so many times it can be as if you want to prevent it. Oh my, I've heard complainers. You know there are people that can... And, I, and if you're one of these people, they can watch like Instagram and, and Snapchat. And they will look at how somebody is being celebrated on their birthday. And they'll just feel, hmm, how did they celebrate me on my own birthday? Hmm. And then they will message their leader. I never get, I said, is it my pocket that belongs to you? I never get this on my own birthday. I'm thinking, hold on, hold on, hold on. Can you go and walk? Please. But it is, don't interfere with love. Fine. Even, even if in some cases there has been injustice, the aim of the game is to work things out with leadership until there is justice. But bear. Bear with one another in love and go for it. Next, um, last definition. To have patience, to bear neglect or indignities. Read that one more time. To have patience, mm -hmm. to bear neglect or indignities. To bear, imagine, this is to bear, right? It says to have patience, to bear neglect. Imagine, it's saying your ability to, when you feel neglected, when you feel the family isn't really focusing on you right now, these are the scriptures that are supposed to amp you. And trust me, in church life, it's seasons that happen like that. Don't, don't think they don't happen in family life, especially in a fast-moving train. Like the nation family, look, imagine, imagine like PT was saying the other day, I was, I was actually realizing, with these are the kind of pastors that, you know, these are the kind of pastors that you will say, oh, hello, sir. You say, what? What is it? Because they, they're just focused. And you have to give. Can I just say this? You have to give room for your leaders to focus. Not to, look, you don't give room for your leaders to babysit you. What you should ask your leaders is how do I, how do I be a blessing to your focus? You know why? Can I give you a great example as to why? Do you know how much rents we pay on a daily basis? Those that handle the finances around me will tell you. Do you know how much furniture we put in people's houses on a daily basis? Do you know how much welfare we pay out on a daily basis? This is not, this is not me boasting. This is me saying why you as a, as a person should bear with your leader. These, these guys are, and I'm not just talking about me. These guys are literally absorbing the pain of communities. Look at things like city welfare. That is a straight example of, of, of somebody who has added to their leader's focus. Look at things like when you bring your seed at the time of seed or sowing, what you're doing is that you're actually amplifying and aiding your leader's focus. That's what you're doing. 
So one of the things that you should actually say to yourself is, I am here to aid my leader in his focus or her focus. If we're able to set up schools and from those schools send some of the best and brightest students to some of the best companies in the world and also to the best universities in the world, it is because you allowed your leaders to focus. If we're able to make the rappers and the footballers of this world look like nothing, it's because you allowed your leaders to focus. So when we talk about bearing in with one another, it is because you allow us to do what we need to do. So I was saying there are seasons like that where it looks like you're just being neglected. It just looks like nobody is actually concentrating on you and what you're doing and what does that mean for your life and this, that and the other. But let me bring you back to the word that says bear with one another. It says bearing with one another in love. So when we read that last definition of bear again, the one that you just read just now. Hmm. To have patience. Yeah. To bear neglect or indignities. Let me tell you, there is nobody that is a part of this move. There is nobody that has given their life to this move that will be poor. It is not possible. Because what God is doing, what God has set up for this generation, I'm telling you now, he said to be patient. Is That's what to bear means. So you can sit there confidently when you look at how your leaders are prospering and how you are prospering from A to B. What you should do is you should be happy and it should develop more patience in you. Knowing that the testing of your faith. Oh my days. Look, let's, let's go to, let's finish this scripture um, and then get James 1 for me. Give me another translation of this scripture quickly. Again, I didn't intend to preach, but I feel like I need to deliver this message home to someone today. So give me just about 15 more minutes of your time. It's the next phase and next level when every time we move to a next dimension of the word or a new season, what it first of all calls for is patience. And it calls for your ability to bear, to rise. So one of the things I want to see now happen is I want to see you deal with entitled people well. Because when you came in entitled, I dealt with you. When you didn't quite understand, I was patient with you. It takes, it takes skill, patience, and to be able to bear with each other in love in order to raise prosperous people. People will make mistakes. Humans have error in them. It's possible. The one that is, is unforgivable is when people take people's errors and slap it all over them. Saying you've done this, you're this, you're that, you're this, you're that. That is the unforgivable. And you know, and you know for me, I've learned over time that you don't even need to resist people like that. God will resist them by himself. You don't need to fight. I always tell people, look, I've never fought anybody in my life. I just, look, if someone's fighting me, I just mind my business and I face my front. And I even still show love to them where I need to show love to them. But you see, one of the things that will always happen is, and this is, look, I will always go up. They will go down. It's not possible. You know why? Because there is a order. There's a structure. There's a call. It is my difference. I say these things boldly. I understand the apostle that I serve. If the nature of the people that you're in line with, if you're aligned with, it is not possible for some of you who are completely sold out to the family to go down. Let me tell you about something about private life. Whatever somebody speaks in the private, it won't be what they speak in the private that will be made public. It will be the results of their life. The, their 
public results would tell us about their private life. Bearing with one another in love. Have you found the translation for me? Two translations. Uh-huh. TPT. Mm-hmm. As a prisoner of the yeah. Lord, I plead with you to walk home yeah. in a way that is suitable to your high rank. To your high rank. So even scriptures allow us to know that there is rank given to you in your divine calling. But the rank is according to call. So it says, verse 2, with tender humility uh -huh. and quiet patience. And quiet patience, yeah. Always demonstrate gentleness and generous love toward one another. Yeah. Especially toward those who may try your patience. He said, make it special effort towards those who would try your patience. You see, people don't have patience, you know. People try their patience, they're, they're gone. They're angry or they stop moving funny. You know when someone moving funny, they just sit in the corner quiet, crying. What's wrong? Nothing. Nothing. And they start doing face. They say, this one has been bitten. Serpent has bitten this one. So when you, you rub their shoulder, they say, no, 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 don't touch me, don't touch me. I say, I thought you said you were okay. He said, generous love toward one another, especially toward those who may try your patience. You know why it's, it's important to talk about patience tonight? Because you know there's two things. Why also will you not bear? The struggle that you're internally going through is causing you to be impatient with others. Many times your fight with other people is usually because of your own internal struggles. There's an internal struggle that you take out on people who are not with you inside of that internal struggle. You have to first of all admit that there is something going on that you're fighting on the inside of you. You have to. And then you have to master the fact that you must have patience. So if you ask me to define patience, patience is the ability to walk circumspectly with your internal struggle not allowing it to affect your immediate environment last translation NLT uh -huh. always be humble and gentle yeah be patient with each other mm. making allowance for each other's faults this is the word of God oh you people don't come and bite me you know I will get a message later so I feel as if you are talking to me. It's not me. The Bible is talking to you. Okay? It's the scripture, Bible. I didn't write this book. Go and meet the author of NLT. I am just reading it because it's God's word to us. If we take things to the next level. People move away when they get offended and they will never tell you that they're offended. The word comes out harshly sometimes. They get offended and they move away. And because of that, they suffer. Don't be one of those people. Making allowance for each other's fault because of what? Of your love. So what your love makes you do is to make allowance. So I look at people that don't make allowances for other people. And I say to you, I say to them, that is, my, that is the evidence that you don't have love. You know, it's so interesting, right? That now, and, now, and you know, let me give you the worst one where it happens the most. When people don't get invited to places. Oh God, come and see what happens after. You, you'll be spending three weeks reconciling reconciling say oh sorry oh they forgot to put you on list for the dinner oh i'm so sorry oh my god you'll be spending weeks but he says making allowance for each other's faults i don't even think that's a fault i'm just being honest um, but it's my it's my own opinion i'm just saying if we can't make allowance for one another 
then we will stop the flow of prosperity toward one another. Because at the end of the day, the way God has designed our lives is that we will need each other. So I know I need, I know I need a Pastor Lloyd or Madam Wanu or a Minister Mimi or, or, or a Minister Terry. And out of love, sometimes, especially as a leader, you've got to direct, you've got to say, no, no, that's not the way, this is the way. That's the way, this is the way we're going. And the larger scale, either on the nation family scale or the connect family and family capital scale, I turn around to the leaders and I say, no, we're not going that way. We're going this way. This is the way we're going. But you see, I make allowances. I have to. And I say these things to myself. I put my hand on my heart sometimes or wherever. My, and I say to myself, make allowances. Make allowances for each other's fault because of your love. James 1, let me round this up. I feel the Holy Ghost is impressing it on my heart tonight to speak to you about patience and the ability to shoulder burdens supporting one another in love. If you've got the scripture, you read for me. James chapter 1. James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the 12 tribes scattered among the nations, yeah. consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, yeah. whenever you face trials of many kinds, mm -hmm. because you know that the testing of your faith uh -huh. produces perseverance. Okay, go to the New King James for me, because remember, there is a production going on whenever the highest, highest, highest production factory is the faith factory. Faith is constant, consistently producing something in you. But the way that faith produces is, is trials. It says, so you read it again for me. Consider it pure joy. Start from there. My brethren, uh -huh. count it all joy when you fall into various trials. So the first thing you have to understand is that he was not talking to the world here. He said, brethren, brothers and sisters, these are people that are in the same family as him. My brethren, count it all joy when... You Go on. When you fall into various trials. He said you will fall into trials of many kinds. That's what various means. Meaning when trials come, they come as a variety. You see, a the, the road to prosperity is a trial. It's a trial that we will all go on. So he says, when you fall into that trial, what does he say next? Knowing that the testing of your faith. Uh-huh, because you know that you want to achieve more than you're achieving right now. Your input that you're putting in, you feel like your external output should be more. So he says, knowing that your the testing of your faith produces what? Patience. So the production factory of faith is actually producing patience in you. It's not producing, it is not producing agitation or anxiety. It's producing patience. The, the more faith we get and the more trials we go through, the more patient we get. So the difference between us and the world is that I see that man is on top currently, but I can wait. And it doesn't mean I can wait and I'm going to be sad. I can wait and I know we'll still end up on top. But let me bring it down to somebody's local level right now. Look at this. It says, so sometimes when you then go through the things that you're going through, and at the height of your trial, at the height of the burden, at the height when it looks like things are not coming through the way they should come through, what he says here is that there is a testing of faith going on, and what it should produce in you is patience, and until that patience is produced, then there must be a malfunction. There must be a malfunction somewhere in your production factory. I realize that prosperity comes when you learn to be patient. Now, first of all, let's first of all know that patience is not the ability to wait. It includes it. But it is how you wait also. That's why you have to merge scriptures like Ephesians chapter 4 and James together because it says you wait by bearing with one another in love. You carry the weight of others. And you keep carrying that weight until the faith factory produces that patience. 
Remember I showed you through scriptures that the ability to bear means the ability to make allowance for one another. So you know that your leader is not perfect but is evolving in front of your eyes. So what you do is that you, you join him in, in, in the tests that are coming to the Connect and Capital family and you push together until the faith factory produces more patience and patience leads into prosperity. I hope someone's hearing me tonight. He said, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience, verse 4, but uh, let patience have its perfect work. Look at that. So there is a work that patience must do. Did you hear me tonight? There is a work. We might as well do the word. We've had fun. There's a work that patience must do. He said, let patience have, there's, there's something called a perfect work. Let patience have its perfect work that you may that you may be perfect uh, and complete, uh, lacking nothing. If I were you, I would underline this scripture in my Bible. I know some of you may not have been prepared for me to talk Bible tonight. But if you have your Bible somewhere, or you have your notes somewhere, it said, let patience have its perfect work. That you may be perfect. What is the root of your perfection? What is the root of you being complete? Patience. Where does the patience ground start with? Some of you that are in family houses, you are the most luckiest people if you allow patience to have its work. Have its, or do its perfect work. Some of you feel like you have your own style. Da, 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 da. Let me tell you, that way you will not prosper. It says, but let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete. Lacking what? Lacking nothing. Meaning, finances will be there. Right relationships will be there. Right? Good leadership will be there. Whatever it means for you not to lack will be present. Why? Patience has completed this work. Did, how did, I didn't know that the route to completeness was through patience. So sometimes as a family, we're just sitting down and we're in the Word because we're patient. There's no, look, there's nothing going on in the world that we need to keep up with. It's not, look, we control the pace, the time, and the temperature of the Word and the world. They, they, they do not control our timings. Look at how we have, look at how they threw words. Maybe some out of ignorance, some out of spite, and we just kept fighting through. Now, in God's time, after being patient for a while, boom, it's like you're back again, and the whole world's talking about you again. As if the first time it never heard. Do you know what I realized happened? Patience was doing its work. And you know, so what? Patience was doing its work that we may be perfect. We started to love each other more. We knitted more. We, look, they put all our flaws online. They put all our, our closet secrets online, right? But all we did was come in, stay with the word, patiently waiting, patiently waiting. It was the same situations that turned some of us into multi-millionaires. Perfect and complete, lacking nothing. What does verse 5 say? If any of you lacks wisdom. Oh my days. If I go into this now, we'll never stop. Have you been blessed by the word tonight? Let me see the comments quickly. Let me tell me if you've been blessed by the word tonight. It was a brief word in my in my opinion. <laughs> I'm just seeing. It was a brief word in my opinion. The root to prosperity is ability to bear and patience. You can take it how you take it. You think I've offended. I, I, if I've offended you with the word tonight, take it out on the word. 
Go and ask God, is what peace I'm saying, is it what this family is about? Is it what we have been taught over years? It's patient, patient aggression. Blessed by the word. I'm telling you, even me tonight, I feel like I was speaking to myself. Patient, bearing with one another in love. Bearing with each other until you raise each other. Until some of you just, you bear with people until you see them transform in front of your eyes. And that's, that takes putting the word on them. So when I sit here in this seat with you tonight, it's to, it's to speak the word. And sometimes it may come across and it hits you. Don't be, don't be afraid when it hits you. Don't be afraid when it hits you. It is, it is hitting all of us so that we can, we can all have one focus. Bearing with one another in love. Patient. So I just don't like the way we treat each other. I said, okay, then let's, let's, let's iron out justice together. And sometimes you just got to know that, okay, this is when the word comes, we actually submit all of us together submit to the word because nobody is above the word i'm sorry so when we see the word that corrects us we accept it and we put our hands up and we say lord it's your word we follow that's what binds us together as a family i love you all it's been a blessing to speak with you tonight thank you all once again <laughs> I love that. Speed beats power. Timing beats speed. I love that. It's a pleasure to be able to speak to you tonight. Once again, congratulations to all of you. Tomorrow's service is going to be extremely powerful. I believe we'll just hear stories tomorrow. Stories, sto life-changing stories tomorrow. But whatever the case may be, it's another celebration service and we may have some few words just some of maybe some generals telling their story tomorrow that's what it might be just have some strong stories maybe about four stories amazing service tomorrow and from there we move into the new week it's going to be an amazing week and we're going to get ready for our giving again you know whatever connect gave um and and capital gave it was in the hundreds we're never going below that by the way, guys, we're not going to go below that. We're going to keep pushing. We're going to make it work. It's a new season. We're pushing and making it work. So I'll leave you with all of that.